Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, good evening. And welcome to Our Turn Social Media Network Radio. And we have today as a featured guest, Mr. Patrick Adams. Just hang on one second. Patrick is coming through the door. One second there, folks. Just one hot minute here. All right. Get Mr. Patrick Adams online. As I said earlier, he was coming through the door, but he still has to get online here within our little studio. Remember, we have to be cool. Hello. Hey, Patrick, you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear Hello, you. Patrick. All right. Yep. It seems to be a problem here with our little microphone here, but looks like it's going live. There's your mic there. All right. And we get some out on the line here. All right, now let's see. Can you Hello. hear me? Hello. James, Patrick, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Wonderful, wonderful. I tried to get on through the link. It didn't allow me on, so I had to call in. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one, it's, it's wonderful to hear both of you on the other end there. James, you have some interference with your microphone. It's kind of muffled. It was very clear be- earlier. Before you got Patrick all hooked up, but now it's a little bit muffled and you're harder to hear. All right, one second here. I am having some issues here. Um, you can go ahead and begin the begin the talking room while I work on this here for my reason. Okay, sounds good. Patrick. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. I'm looking here at Reverb Nation right now, and you have almost 400 song plays and 2,800 oh. total fans. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> that is incredible. That's incredible. Well, thank you. So tell, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got started. Where did it all begin for you? Wow. Well, it all began for me at a pretty young age. Um, I have relatives that um, were musicians, um, and they were doing records and stuff while I was growing up, and uh, they were all five, six years older than me. 
And so when they would rehearse, I would be sitting there, you know, just watching, listening, and, you know, just trying to be a part of their whole journey. And after their rehearsals, I would come back to my place and grab me some ice cream buckets and act like those were drums and, and try to emulate what I was hearing from a drummer's perspective. And um, so by the time I got to high school, I had already, you know, gotten the bug for doing some music. I mean, I was a, I was a high school athlete as well, but it was just something about the music that was um, therapeutic. And so um, I was drawn to that, and I began to uh, teach myself how to play and started off with drums, and um, so I began to, my cousins at the time began to use me in the studio when I was 14 years old as a drummer, and that's when I started playing on, on some of the records that were, they were doing, so that's how I got started. Wonderful, wonderful. So you started with the heartbeat of everything, huh? Started with the heartbeat. <laughs> so what are some of your biggest influences? I know you said some family and, and, and family friends and listening to them, but do you have anybody in particular that really struck that chord within you? So as I was growing up, I mean, here in Minneapolis, the local music scene was was thriving and um in the house that I lived in not only did we have music going on in my house but my neighbors they had a band and there was music going on in their house so it was almost like every night somebody was rehearsing you could hear music going and um so just being around all of that locally um, with the scene that was coming up, you had all the local bands, you had the family, you had uh, Flight Time, you had at this time a band called Cohesion, uh, yep. my cousin um, Robert Brown Jr. Um, um, and we had just nationally, for me, my biggest influences were from a musical perspective, Herbie Hancock. Um, then there was uh, Slave. There was Sly and the Family Stone. You know, Prince, The Time, Mint Condition, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind and Fire. All the all the powerful bands that were going on at that time. All all the all the roots to, to in the foundational aspects to what we are hearing now, the evolution of of those rooted figures. I remember listening to the Herbie Hancock and the Tijuana Brass record yes. man. I used to play that thing out. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, all of that stuff. I mean, even to this day, like. Uh, Recently, I picked up another drum set for the first time in years, 
and right away uh, I pulled out some of that old Herbie Hancock watermelon man and all that stuff, and and it just felt really good to to get back on that and and uh, reminisce to where it all started for me. So, so walk me through from – oh, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Sam. I'm good. Okay. I was going to ask, from where it all started to where it is now, walk me through the progression and the evolution of your music, your musical career, and the directions that you've taken. Yeah, so – as as I began uh, recording as a drummer, a studio musician, uh, when I was in high school, um, and when I graduated high school, uh, I actually was playing, I was still playing on some of my cousin's records, and um, he was, you know, Bobby was very generous, and um used to empower the people that worked with him. So um, even though he was, for me, a musical genius and, you know, my main musical mentor, um, he would invite me and the rest of us that worked with him to take on larger roles in the process of his recording. So, you know, I'd get to do some arrangements and, you know, uh, do some vocals. And when he started having me and the company that he was with wanted me to do vocals, you know, at that time I was like, I don't want to sing. I just want to play the drums. But uh, they talked me into uh, getting into doing vocals and music production and learning how to play other instruments and so at that time that that journey took me out to Los Angeles where I began now, to home us go ahead. No Patrick, uh you say Bobby. Are you referring to Bobby Lyle? No, uh his name is uh Bobby Brown Junior, Robert Brown Junior. Um, okay. He actually All right, got you. Grew, yep, he actually grew up uh here in Minneapolis and uh was at Central and him and Prince grew up under well all of us came up under the same uh musical director over at Central named James Hamilton. And Mr. Okay. Hamilton was a major influence on all of us that came through there. And he would talk to us about uh, music. And one of the main things, and he was a jazz guy. He played with all the jazz legends. And one of the things Mr. Hamilton would say to us, because, you know, we would play and a lot of people were heavy into music theory, which is which is great. And you would stumble across a chord and Mr. Hamilton if you ask the question, well, what about this? This isn't theoretically correct. And he would say to you, and I never forgot this, how does it sound to you? Does it sound good? Does it feel good? It's good. 
And so um, that kind of opened up the whole musical thought process for me that music is a feeling. It's not, it's not just theory. And so I never forgot that. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I went out I moved out to California and was a part of, I started doing a lot of programming and production work and recording out there. And this was the this was during the time of the beginning of the West Coast uh rap scene. And so I I got to do got to work with a lot of those guys out there doing drum programming and and samples and, and um doing some engineering on a lot of tracks that were going on at that time. So coming from Minneapolis and, you know, what our music scene was all about and going out there and just a whole cultural difference musically. Uh, It was fun. And I also got a chance to work with a lot of um, other, other people that um, recorded with Quincy Jones, like Greg Fillingames and some of the earth, wind and fire musicians. So, had a great time uh, learning and, and working out in Los Angeles. And then in the 90s, I came back home, and then I started going back and forth from Minneapolis to New York and New Jersey and um, kind of learning a whole lot about the East Coast sound. East Coast hip hop and and R and B at that time, and so just had a bunch of great experiences um, working with a bunch of different people from all over the country. So that helped me develop uh, my sound. Awesome. Okay. Hey, well, Patrick, well, let us take a a quick listen here to your remix of Smile, okay? And then this way you'll be able to tell us a little bit about what you were feeling when you when you wrote that and what was going on in the video with that, okay? Sounds good. All righty. Here it goes, folks. Well, I think it's going to play. <laughs> well, I guess not. I guess we'll get right back to Sam. Well, all right, all right. So, you know, I think Minneapolis and Minnesota before L.A. became the big hub and Georgia became a big hub and New York became a big hub for entertainment and the arts, you know, a lot of people don't know that Minnesota was really the place to be for up-and-coming artists and especially performing arts and music. You know, we had First Ave, we got Prince, we got The Revolution, we got we got so much embedded Maserati in Minnesota's history. We got so much embedded in our history. And, you know, back in the 90s, there were, I think there were almost as many rehearsal studios in Minnesota as there were uh, 
I don't know, maybe churches and liquor stores. I mean, they were in basements <laughs> and in attics and in houses. And, you know, um, I was very embedded in the 90s in the music scene. So, you know, I've I've had a, the honor of attending some in-home studios and various different Studio 4 um, with T.C. Ellis and uh, Profile Media Music, which was in, in downtown St. Paul and a couple yep. of other places. How important were these places? How important was the availability of these places to you as an artist? Yeah, and you you hit it on the head. I mean, you know, going from the seventies to the eighties when when everything just shot off with um, you know, purple rain and the time and and all of the stuff that uh you know, Prince and Andre and, and and everybody was putting out at that time, it just opened up and it gave all of us just that feeling of, you know what? We're we're it right now. And and it gave everybody this sense of pride and not only just a sense of pride, a sense of we can all go do this now. And so you're absolutely right. All these rehearsals, place spaces started opening up. There were places to gig. <clears throat> Everybody was recording. And there was a whole bunch of music that was coming out of here at that time. And it was it was really good to be a part of, and it was really good to see, you know, our brothers and sisters out here you know, putting their stamp on the world. So it was good to be a part of that. Yeah, the I remember community that. Was homegrown the... What was yeah, that? I there was a... Patrick, I remember there was a time when, when, uh, when it seemed like everybody had a band. You know, it's like yeah. um, back in the day, what? I call myself having a little band. I had to end up having three bass players, two lead and rhythm <laughs> guitar players, two drummers, saxophonists, you name it. So I basically had a miniature orchestra up on the corner of 36th and Oakland in South Minneapolis back in the day. You know, so, <laughs> you know, even uh, John yeah. Hollins was one of the drummers back then with us, and he was also a drummer with another band, so. Yeah, man, a lot of, lot of, lot of great musicians grew up right in that neighborhood uh, where you're talking about. I mean, there was so many of them, and you would, like you said, they'd be playing at Phelps Park or they'd be at Carterhorn in the summer, or over over north at the Phyllis Wheatley. I mean, it was just, it was amazing, an amazing time for music here locally. Yes, it was. Those were the good days. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm closing my eyes now and just thinking of a warm night, cool breeze, moonlight, and you hear music everywhere around you, and you're just enveloped in different sounds. And how wonderful of an experience that is to walk outside and feel that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it was a great feeling. So I, and uh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying it was a great feeling, and and like I said, just to to see everybody, you know, doing their thing and experimenting with with different ideas and and going out there and testing it. It was it was good to see. Yeah, I love seeing the collaborations that would come out of different people. Oh, you got this sound? I wanted to play with that, you know, and people joining forces in the fan base. I mean, there's nothing better than a Minneapolis-St. Paul, Twin City area fan base. I mean, they are diehard for our homegrown musicians and performers. Absolutely. No place like it. So, Patrick. So what are we on now? I'm sorry, you were breaking up. What was the question? So what are you working on now, Patrick? Oh, so uh, right now I have, uh, we just finished shooting two videos. One of them is for a song called Higher. And the other one is for a song called My Debt to Pay. And um, the higher video we've completed, and we are going to be announcing the release date of that any day now. Um, Okay. Look forward to seeing it. That's exciting. Yeah, it's, it, it it was real fun to do. Um, we had a great time shooting both videos. And um, the higher video for me personally is um, it's kind of a throwback. Uh, back in the back in the day, uh, my best friends uh, Kirk and Scott. We used to have a dance group, and we used to perform down at First Avenue. And we used to do uh, the dance contest and the lip sync contest down at First Avenue. Um, and, I think somebody um, might have taken home some some accolades. Uh, we, we, we did pretty good. Um, and um and so recently uh our friend Scott got married and at his wedding reception they were playing music and then the three of us was on the dance floor and next thing you know we're busting some of these old moves that we did. And so when it came time for me to film the higher video you know, I went and talked to them. I'm like, hey, man, what do you guys think about, you know, getting together and putting together a little routine in the video? And so we did that, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. And um, so I'm real excited about, you know, everybody getting a chance to see that once we release it. Awesome. So when you do release it, where can people look for the videos and the music? Yeah, so the music, uh, the video, I'm sorry, 
will be available on YouTube, and uh, the music will be available on all the different streaming networks. The actual song, go ahead. No, go ahead, Patrick. I was oh, just, uh, I was song. just, go- okay. No, you go ahead. No, well, you know what? We can also stream it through here, Blog Talk Radio, forward slash, yeah. TSMN, and also on Our Turn Social Media Network, a new social media platform designed to help showcase artists like yourself. Yes, I like that. I like that. Again, yeah, homegrown I, I, right here in Minneapolis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they, so uh, I know higher... I, I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. No, no I want to hear what life. you were about to say with higher. Oh, I was just going to say the, the higher song itself is um, – you can actually get that on the different uh, streaming services, um, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora. It's actually it's actually off of an album that I did, so that song is available as we speak. Okay. And is this album? Is it your whole an album? A whole album with? just you on it or were you was it a compilation of other artists than yourself so the uh, the, uh, the song was released on an uh, album that I did the album is called uh, Thankful okay I did see I did see that album title I did when I did my research I did see that title so <laughs> Yes, everybody better look for that title. So I know that the Internet and these different streaming services categorize your flavor as R&B soul, gospel, funk. How do you see yourself? What, what, if you had to pigeonhole yourself into a genre, what would you say you, your flavor is? So, uh, well, me personally, I... I don't really put myself in a particular genre other than just doing music. And most of the music that I do is uplifting. Um, And for me, it's just music. Whatever I feel, I just write it. And um, as life moves on, the things that I want to talk about, you know, you know, it evolves like everything else in life. And so the, the things that I want to talk about right now, for the most part, is is love and um, awareness and, and uh, spiritual music. Okay. You know, it's funny that you, you I expected nothing less from you after hearing your music and, and gleaning what I, the little bits and pieces that I can about you. Um, I expected nothing less for you to say that, you know, you, you don't really categorize yourself in any particular genre. And it's funny that you say that you 
you think of your your music as uplifting because that's exactly what I was thinking about saying how it made me feel. I felt uplifted. I felt encouraged. I felt joyful. Wow. So I really really appreciate that that that's what you're going for and that's what comes across. Well, I'm glad that I achieved that. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that, and that's that's really for me. Um, that is what I feel I've been called to do. Um, and so, as I was talking about the the other video that we shot recently called "My Debt to Pay," I mean that's really what it's about. It's like understanding how thankful I am to be where I am in life and all the things that God has done for me and understanding that every day that I wake up, knowing that I have a debt to fulfill to God to do to do right out here in this world and to make an influence. Okay. Well, I definitely think you're leaving your impression and your mark, and I think it's rather refreshing that the exact message you set out to to have in your music is the message that is being felt um, by those who listen. Um, and I, I've I've read a few comments, and I'm not, I'm not alone. Uh, so I think. What do you think about? I think I think clear messaging in music, lyrics, I mean, rhythm, cadence, the feel, of, the overall vibe of music is important. But I think lyrically, if you're going to have any lyrics at all, it should be lyrically worthwhile. It should say something. And it's really wonderful to hear you say how important your messaging is and the types of messaging you want to have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, that's, that's what it's about. Um, I like to have fun musically, and I like to have fun lyrically as well. But, um, you know, I, I really like to to leave people with a thought um, lyrically, and you know, try to tell a story. So when you're listening to my music, you know you're actually following some sort of a story. So that is the goal to me. Okay. I, can, I can definitely appreciate that because there are other music types and other artists. While their their music has purpose and place. Their messaging isn't necessarily all that clear, and their lyrics aren't necessarily challenging people to think critically, take action, or to take heed or caution. Um, so I, I really, I definitely can appreciate where you're going with your music. I definitely appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, there's still music that I do that's and fun, 
you know, because um, I'm a writer and, you know, I write music for others as well. So, I mean, but for the messaging for Patrick Adams, the artist, is pretty pretty clear. So I do distinguish the differences. It's hard to not find joy, humor, and, and give room to a lot of different various creative atmospheres when you love what you do. And it, it really sounds like you love what you do. And you say it's your purpose, and I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah, I mean, how can you not love doing music? <laughs> I mean, it's... Right, it's like the breath of life, right? The the breath of life, you know, it just soothes the soul, you know. And whether whether you're a musician that enjoys to, to just to, to play, to go out and gig, or to sing, um, whether you're singing at a club or at church or in the shower, I mean... We all sing in the shower or in the kitchen, and that feeling mm-hmm. that you get when you're able to express whatever it is that you're feeling, it just soothes the soul, you know. And when music is relatable and transferable and adaptable, and you can move through your life to various artists, soundtrack that becomes your life soundtrack because you remember what you were doing when you heard this or that on the radio or when you were listening to this how everything went down or how listening to a song changed it all for you oh yeah yeah it's uh i got many of those growing up (laughs) yes (laughs) Is there any song in particular that did that for you? Oh, man. I mean, I will say this. Coming from Minneapolis and growing up, you know, when Prince first hit the scene and the pride that we all felt, you know, when Prince got his first, I mean, we all kind of followed the journey when he got his first top 10 single or his his first gold album. I mean, in, in, in all of the, the, the pride and the joy that all of us felt because he was, he was one of us. And, you know, just growing up and being a part of, that whole journey, um, even just as a fan, it was, and and you'd sit and you'd listen to all the different evolutions that he went through, um, and it was just that whole journey, and, it, and you know, and it, 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 all of it was just so influential, um, and, and listening to the time, when the time came to our high school, 
to Central High School and they filmed the cool video. I mean, all of that stuff. Now, is, is it St. Paul Central? No, 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 no. No. No, Minneapolis. You know, St. Paul Central has a very good music program as well, and they, you know, they do a lot of stuff at their school. So I didn't think it was, but then I just, I had to ask. <laughs> I no, <laughs> and it, it it is so we joke around with our our St. Paul Central brethren, and we when when that question comes up, do you mean St. Paul Central? And I'll say something, or we'll say something like, "No, the Central, Minneapolis Central." So we uh, all joke uh, around. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a St. Paul girl, and you know I don't have no problem finding the way around St. Paul Street. I get lost in Minneapolis, even though everything is consecutive. Because y'all yeah. got, like, Hack Street randomly. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, we always joke around because I, you know, after high school, um, a lot of the guys that we used to compete against, um, we we all became really good friends. And so that's kind of one of the running jokes that we do with each other. No, you mean the real central. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be a fly on the wall in those times, in those places. You keep keep bringing up Prince, and all I hear in my head is Raspberry Beret, because that's that's my go-to. So every time you say Prince, my mind goes, off to Raspberry Beret Land. Yeah, no, he, uh, for, uh, I don't know exactly which one. I, I would say my my all-time most influential Prince song for me was Dove's Cry, just because of how he grew up. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that was deep. And when he... Yeah, you know, like when he did the mix and he said, you're not going to have any bass in it. Like, that was, that was genius. And so, just stuff like that, you know. Yeah. You know, now, Patrick, did you, uh, did you ever have any, any, uh, James, you cut out several times. Were you able to catch everything, Patrick? No. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was asking the question of, did you ever happen to occasionally run into Prince out there, or did he come to – because he's been known – he was known to pop up at some of the local artists' uh, events and just hide out in the background. Um, yeah, I mean, I was around during, um, so when we were doing all the dancing and the performing at First Avenue, that was during that time that Prince would always be there. And um, the routines and, and the guys that were all doing all the dancing and stuff, that was part of the influence for Prince 
um, having the Purple Rain dancers in the movie Purple Rain. So that's kind of where all of that came from. And so, okay. yeah, he, I, we were around a lot of, a lot of old stories, um, even basketball ones. That um, so, yeah, I was around uh, during those times. Okay, because hey, I know. Uh, so Patrick, oh, go ahead, Jen. Sorry. Nope, you go ahead, Sal. I always, I, I'm, I'm an old okay, man, so man. it always sounds like I'm going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, you are too funny. So, Patrick, do you have a go-to dance move? I, I hear you talking all this dance stuff, but do you have, like, your go-to trademark groove that you hit every time you perform, or is it different every time? Do you choreograph your own moves? Do you work with a choreographer? Give me the lowdown. I need the team. <laughs> well, at, at, at this stage, uh, the go-to move is to just be able to do something and not fall. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Patrick. Okay, okay. Fair Patrick. enough. Fair enough. Patrick, Patrick, I told you, I, I warned you about her. I warned you about her. Didn't I? Oh, James, did you give me justice in your introduction of me? I was like, man, she's the psychological one. She's gonna go deep, man. She's gonna want to know how you did this. How was you feeling? Where you? What mood were you really in, Patrick? Tell me about it. No, no but sounds well, no, pretty James, good interview. I, I can't help it. It's, it's that know. educated, scientific, evidence-based, psychological yeah. master's degree rootedness of me. I can't help it. Oh, yeah, did you just wrong drop with your it. whole pedigree there? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe. Hey, got nothing to love for you. I heard you doing the little pinky Austin Powers thing right now. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so do you have any favorite quiet spots that you like to hit in the city? I don't want you to reveal them because I don't want your fans and your groupies to disrupt your peace. But do you have uh-huh. some quiet spaces around the cities that you like to frequent? You know, for me, um, Outside of my own, like my own studio, or um, other than that, like I like to take drives, and mm. I like to get in the car and just drive, and and that's that that's always been one of my quiet places. Um, but I also have, you know, what I call my prayer space. And so that is my ultimate quiet space. How, how how important would you say having your prayer space and your connection in your faith to the journey that you've been on? It's everything. I mean, <clears throat> without without the 
without that without that connection, I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm what I'm doing right now. I mean, I I stepped away from doing music for a few years while my while my children were uh, growing up and competing in sports and all of that. And I dedicated a lot of those years to just making sure that they got where they needed to be. And once they got to that space where I felt comfortable with where they were at, then that's when I decided it's time for me to go back and do, you know, something else that I love to do. So getting into that space and just <clears throat> being obedient is uh, that's everything for me. Okay, now Patrick. how was that transition? Oh, sorry, James. All right, you excuse this I, time. I had some. Right. I, are you are you going to ask or am I going to ask? <laughs> because right. I had a follow up. All right, Seth. I'll let you go ahead and then I'm going right after you, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, how was the transition going from being involved in such an entrenched music scene to parenthood and just following him and what he asks of you and then transitioning back into music? What was that transition like for you? What was the process like for you? Well, for me, I mean, I'm a once I decide to do something, then that's what it is and there's no there's no second guessing it, there's no looking back. And so um once I realize that my children had a passion for something um, it was it was time for me to to help you know foster what their passions were and so mm-hmm. that transact that transition for me was really organic and natural um because <clears throat> They were the most important thing. They are still the most important thing for, to me. And so getting them to, you know, trying to get them as much help uh, knowledge-wise and support for what they were trying to do and to, you know, build up their confidence in life and, you know, giving them that you can go do anything that you want to do mentality um, and just as much support as possible. That became the mission for me. Um, and so I, once, once I get into it, I'm just into it and I don't, I don't have any other thought about it. And so um, I didn't really miss the music as much um, as I, as you might have thought that I would have. It just was, that was the time that I needed to do what I needed to do. And as they got to the point where they were all in college and I knew that they were fine, 
And it was, I'm, I literally asked him, I was like, you guys good? You good? You straight now? You good? Got you all set? You good? And they were like, yeah, Dad, what, what, what's up? Uh, I'm just making sure because Dad's about to go do his thing again. And they were like, cool. So it, they made it easy for me. Um, and it was just like, I would say God spoke to me and was like, okay, this is your time to go do with you. The other thing that I called you to do, um, the transition wasn't really that hard for me. Okay. That is the most clear example of faith and action that I have heard described. Go ahead, James. All right. Now, uh, Patrick, can you guys hear me pretty good? Because I seem to have some bad reception around here. You sound great. Yeah, a lot of quakes. Okay. All right. Well, then now, Patrick, tell us what's what's in store for you next. Uh, I believe that we had talked earlier about um, there possibly being a an overseas uh, connection with your music. Yeah. So uh, right now we're working on setting up um some overseas distribution for for my music um and so i'm i'm really excited about that and i right. um, just yeah just an opportunity to uh get the music out to some more people for more people to hear it so that's um that's always a blessing so i'm i'm looking forward to that um, hey, whatever well, good then, to hear, man. Yeah, yeah. And other than that, you know, we got, uh, I'm actually setting up, uh, so I've, I've been wanting to do uh, a gospel EP. And uh-huh. okay. it's, you know, what I call a gospel according to how God speaks to me through music. And okay. it's a combination of how I praise and worship. I mean, I have some of that um, released already. One of the songs is called My Father, My Lord. But it's, it, it'll just be, it's just some songs that, you know, it's how I minister what God gives me. And um, so I actually have all the songs recorded. And now it's just a matter of um, finishing the mixes on a couple of them and then just getting them mastered and then putting the packaging together. Um, That song that I told you we shot the second video for, uh, My Debt to Pay, that's going to be on that project as well. Okay. And now, uh, real briefly here, uh, because we're we're coming down to the crunch time, we have about three minutes left. So, briefly, uh, let me just say this right here, and uh, and then Sam, if you have something to say, you can get it in, and then uh, that way Patrick can give out info on how people can reach him. Okay, but once again, uh, coming this summer, it is possible that our turn social media radio will be one of the hosts of live streaming the Central High School Tribute. We've been in talks nice. with the producers about that, so 
that way, and we hope to see you there. But now, and uh, also, Sam, you got something you want to say, and then that way Patrick can tell all the listeners how they can reach him and find his music. You know, I, I was very peaked when you said you were going to, you had to master a few of your songs. Do you do your own mastering and editing? Um, so I do my own editing. I have I have a couple people that do the mastering for me. Um, but I do I do most of the tracking, pretty much all the vocals, and um, but I send it out to get mastered. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, Patrick. Where now, are we at? Are we about time for him to start telling everybody once again where they can find everything he has? Yeah, we're down to one minute and thirty seconds. So, Patrick, you can uh, <laughs> you can take the floor, brother. Please tell us and all of your fans where they can find you, when they can see you in in person next and how they can find all your wonderful things. I know you said it before, but we got to hear it again. Okay, so um, I have actually right now there's two CDs, albums that are out. One is called The Introduction, and the other one is called Thankful. Both of those are available on Amazon Music, uh, Pandora, Spotify, Deezer, most of the streaming services. Um, And then I have, let's see, my YouTube page, Patrick Adams Music. That is music with a Z. You can go there. You can see some of the videos that I've done. Right now there should be, what, four videos up there. And then there should be some actual live footage from when I performed at the state fair. Um, Let's see. And then I have a website that is Patrick Adams music with a Z.com. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, Instagram, Patrick Adams, Patrick Adams music. And you can hit me on Facebook under Patrick Adams from Minneapolis. All right, that was first. Hey, hey, we got it all. So, and but. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.